last week we were looking at the passage from Luke chapter 5 uh, with the miraculous uh, catch of fish and the reading that we have today follows on immediately uh, from that and right at the end uh, of that uh, particular instance uh, Jesus said to Peter from now on you're not going to be fishing for fishies you're going to be fishing for people and into the scene wanders a man who is about as far away from the religious and the social establishment as any single person could be. And so that immediately uh, there is an opportunity for Jesus uh, to show what it means uh, to go fishing uh, for people. And here's what happens. Today's reading is taken from Luke chapter 5, verses 12 to 16. The man with leprosy. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I'm willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Then Jesus ordered him, don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Yet the news about him spread all the more, so the crowds of people came to hear him and be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Not to spoil this beautiful day or anything, huh? <laughs> Come on. Huh? It's a leper. Stay back. Cover your mouth. Don't breathe his air. Don't come any closer. It's okay, John. It's okay. Rabbi, 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 Rabbi you cannot. It's disease. You. Please. Please don't turn away from me. I won't. Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Only if you want to, I submit to you. My sister, she was a servant at the wedding. She told me what you could do. I know you can heal me if you are willing. Yeah. <laughs> 
you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. What can I, what can I ever do? No, do not say anything to anyone. You don't seek your own honor. Please just do me this one thing. But what do I tell people? Go. Show yourself to the priest. Let them inspect you and see that you are cleansed. Make the proper offering in the temple as Moses commanded. And go on your way. Who has an extra tunic? Just one of you, just one of you. That's enough. Green is definitely your color. Oh. <laughs> Not too shabby. video beautiful. That was the first video I ever saw of The Chosen and it made me want to weep because the, the idea of Jesus accepting somebody who had been pushed away was just so, so beautiful. Now, this is the all-age slot. So kids, this is for you. I hope you're watching. Are you listening? I hope you are. But this doesn't discount everybody else. Mums, dads, adults, don't go make, I can see you making a cup of tea. You can, you're thinking about it, aren't you? Don't because this fit's just as important for you guys as well. Hopefully kids, you have had your home packs, that's a home pack, and you've made some beautiful, beautiful gingerbread men biscuits to help remind you of this story. Now this story is all about feeling a bit ill, and I don't know if you can think about a time where you've been a bit ill. You might have needed one of those accidental prop fun. Now when I am usually ill, it's usually not a big deal for me. Freshers have just arrived, and guys, if you're watching, I'm sure you'll have heard of the infamous Freshers' Flu. I never got Freshers' Flu, and I always joke it's because the Northerners bring it down. I'm really sorry, it is my fault. But the last time I was in hospital, I mean, this is a hilarious story. My brother had had an operation. He was really, really ill. And I go in, and I get so scared of hospitals. I don't like them at all. And I got really queasy. And I hit my head on the floor. I fainted and hit my head on the floor. I woke up to nurses crowding around me. They rushed me down the wheelchair to A&E, where I sat with my mum, who'd been with my brother all day in hospital, because I had a bumped head. I felt like I needed a bumped head letter from school, you know, but they sat me in A&E. And bless my mum had to wait with me for even longer. But really, I just had a bumped head. It was all all right. The man in our story today, that the complete opposite is true. The illness he had, leprosy, meant that he was completely shunned from society. He was sent away. He was put on the outside. He was put away from other people. And the thing that made me so emotional watching that clip from The Chosen is how Jesus brings the outsider in. Many of you will have seen this brand of clothing, especially if you're around students. My one says Outside In. It's a charity um, that helps homeless people. Lots of our students wear them. So if you're a fresher, maybe you need to invest. I don't know. It's just fun, isn't it? Seems to be the unofficial uniform. That and there is something more. But actually, it's really helpful to know that Jesus brings the outsider in. He always takes those who are outside and brings them in to the family. 
Now, I believe that we can pray for healing today. I remember at a fusion conference, a student conference, me and a few others prayed for a guy and his back was healed and it was amazing. But we can heal situations in other ways too. Where people feel on the outside, we can bring them in. When you see another fresher alone and no one's chatting to them, you can go and chat to them at a safe two metre distance. When someone in the playground has no one to play with, you can play with them. When someone in the office isn't getting on with people and people are gossiping about them, you can go and support that person. We can be Jesus' hands and feet on earth by bringing the outside in. That those who are disconnected and feeling lonely into the family of God, it may just be ringing a relative who you know hasn't had anybody to chat to because they've, they've been shielding. It may be any of these things. It may be praying that someone gets better in the name of Jesus. But we can bring the outside in. And that's what Jesus calls us to do. Simon's about to speak now. Watch out for his visor. And um, kids, get your home packs out and get on with the activity in there while the adults listen to Simon. We recognise today the world of this incident much better than we would have done five or ten years ago. We know a little bit of course about leprosy in the first century. We know that if you were a leper you were excluded from your community, had to live right on the edge, you weren't allowed in, you weren't allowed contact with anybody or anything, not even an animal. If you entered a house what would they do? People would burn the house to the ground. The typical rabbinic response to a leper was pretty brutal. They would avoid you at all costs. They would shout at you to go away. They would throw stones to get you to go away. And there is evidence uh, that uh, some rabbis competed with each other uh, to show uh, just how sternly and brutally they dealt with lepers. In the Middle Ages, uh, in some senses, things were not any better. What would happen then is that the priest, uh, if you were diagnosed with leprosy uh, in uh, the, in England and in Western Europe, the priest would come and they would put on their stole and they would take their prayer book and they would read the burial service over you as a sign that you were gone, you were dead, that you were no more. Now, of course, in at the last five or ten years, uh, we know all about contagion. Uh, we have seen uh, Ebola on our screens. Uh, we've seen SARS. And of course, each one of us has seen COVID-19. We live in a world that sometimes looks like a zombie movie. Masks and hot spots and cool spots and warnings about the danger of contagion of being infected and so it's one it's very easy much easier now for us to understand the world of this passage and for us to understand 
the disciples fear and revulsion as uh, the leper appears and not only appears uh, but seems to come towards them uh, seems to want to speak to them how beautiful then that in the light of this passage and of others christians have in fact led the charge against leprosy uh, over the last a hundred years and just uh, last week it was announced that Africa is now free of leprosy the last uh, few cases uh, having gone in Nigeria what a beautiful and a fitting uh, legacy to this particular incident in Jesus's life but let's not pretend we understand being fearful of catching something from other people we understand taking drastic action uh, for fear that we might be infected and so we understand uh, the world of this incident better than any of us would have done a few years ago let's first consider the approach of the leper uh, to jesus we've thought about the fact uh, that uh, it was taking a massive risk because the publicly sanctioned response for approaching another group of people uh, was to exclude them, was to throw stones at them, uh, was to threaten them. And so we know that the leper is already taking a massive risk in approaching Jesus. And this presupposes that the leper has had some kind of experience Maybe he stood right on the edge of a crowd and uh, heard something. Maybe uh, he simply heard uh, reports uh, of the kind of people that Jesus is most interested in. Uh, that he was massively interested in the outcast, in the people on the edge, uh, in uh, the tax collector, the prostitute, as well as the Pharisee that he'd heard talk about the kind of person that Jesus was and the kind of person uh, who Jesus loved to associate with. And if you know the Gospel of Luke, you will know how important that this is. This, this theme comes up again and again and again. Of course, we see it supremely in Luke 15, that incredible chapter when Jesus unleashes uh, three parables about lost uh, things or lost people in response to the prejudice of uh, the religious leaders of the time. So we don't know in the clip that we've just seen, uh, there's a, a presupposition, it's not there in the text, uh, that uh, the, uh, the leper had had a cousin who was uh, who, who had been at the wedding of Cana. Uh, we, we don't know, but I think we can assume that the leper had heard something or seen something. That there was a reason that he could so confidently approached. But what encouraged this leper to approach Jesus? He knew that he was a rabbi. He knew that many rabbis were vehemently, brutally, in a sense, keepers of the law. 
and the demands of the law. And the demands of the law were very clear. Uh, the leper, in fact, risked being given 39 lashes if he stayed uh, near people without their permission. In a sense, if he overstayed uh, their welcome. So he's coming with this idea, this hope that there is something about Jesus. There is something about his kindness and his compassion and his love uh, for people that is worth uh, taking uh, this extravagant risk for. Notice the way that he approaches Jesus as he comes near, as, as other people uh, do and did. The leper falls to his knees. He comes with humility. He comes with reverence. He calls Jesus Lord. His very his very position in front of Jesus on his knees is one of submission, of yielding to him. But he comes too with a reckless confidence. He comes with this reckless confidence that Jesus. He knows deep in himself that Jesus is able to cleanse him, is able to touch that very deepest part of him. So the only doubt that he has is whether Jesus is willing to act in compassion and love to someone like him, to a leper, to a person who is about as on the edge of the social and religious world of the time as it is possible to be. We can learn uh, from this dear man. Uh, we can learn from his reckless uh, confidence and humility. Uh, what he is doing is he is worshipping Jesus. He is coming before him on his knees in reverence knowing that he is powerful, knowing that he is good, knowing that he has compassion. And as he's on his knees before Jesus, he simply yields himself to him and says, Lord, if you are willing, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Some of us, as we think about what it might mean for us to approach God. We, we, is we, we go in one of two different directions. Uh, the first one is the, is the direction of self-loathing and distrusting ourselves, a feeling that there is no way that someone like us would ever be worthy recipients of the love of God. So that path of self-loathing and self-distrust may be a familiar one to you. In that case, take heart, be confident because of this man's example. Of course, there is the example too of those of us who approach Jesus with a swagger or with what you might call a reckless self-confidence. But actually, when we're meeting on level uh, ground uh, with him, that we're essentially 
at the same. We aren't. We are all sinners in need of grace. We all delude ourselves about our goodness. This man shows us how to approach Jesus on our knees, in reverence, but with a reckless confidence in his love. If you've never done that before, then please take the chance within our service today or just quietly on your own at some other time today. Just take the chance to do that. Get on your knees and approach at Jesus with confidence. We've seen the approach that the leper makes and now we see the rule-breaking love of Jesus. What a beautiful moment it is. Jesus begins with touch, which of course is so much more powerful than words in this instance, as people looked in horror as he touched this leper. And we hear Jesus's words, yes, I am willing. Something stupendous is happening here and laws are being rewritten. Laws about contagion and about impurity there used to be something that you ran from, that you feared. Well, not with Jesus. And laws about touch. Touch should have made Jesus unclean, but the flow is reversed. And now the leper is made clean by the Holy One. Obligation looks different now. The obligation of Jesus is only to love and to reach out with compassion and to defy risk prejudice and convention and he will spend the rest of his life battering down the convention and prejudice. We have to wait to the cross to see how complete and how wholehearted this outlook is on the part of Jesus but it's here now. This is Jesus. This is Jesus reaching out. This is Jesus loving people with compassion. This is what it means to fish for people, as uh, he said so amazingly to Simon. Remember the disciples at the start of the clip, they were ready to throw stones and draw knives and display their revulsion and their fear of the leper. Their hearts and their minds are telling them it's right to fear, it's right to drive this unclean person away. Now you are no doubt too polite to express it publicly but there's a really good chance that there are individuals or types or groups of people who fill you with fear and revulsion and distrust people who aren't worth your precious time and energy but as followers of Jesus we do not get to be choosy or fussy or nitpicky God wasn't with us so next time you feel that distrust or revulsion rising in your soul, pray for the reckless compassion of Jesus and reach out and break a boundary and rewrite a law.